Thursday evening, Friday morning. Because late Thursday evening sets up the stage for what you and I know as Good Friday. Jesus and his disciples had entered to Jerusalem on Sunday, the first day of the week, for a Jew, to the hails of Hosanna. Palm branches were laid before him as he rode in on the back of a donkey. Cloaks were laid down, king of the Jews. The whole of Jerusalem was a buzz. Conservative numbers says that there is probably about 1.5 to 1.75 million Jews on their pilgrimage to Jerusalem during that time. That's a big crowd. Big crowd. And if you think about those numbers and you think about the cheering, you also have to understand that the Jews were expecting a political and a military savior. Instead, they got a suffering lamb. He had picked a room. He knew exactly where to go. His disciple has had arranged it. It's called the upper room. If you read John 13 through 16, you find out his discussion there, the institution of the Lord's table. That's where it came from. The Passover. But instead of the blood of a lamb being put over the doorpost and the lintel, it would be the blood of the Son of God. That's what this is, brothers and sisters. That is what this is. In Luke's Gospel, chapter 22, now the Feast of the Unleavened Bread, which is called the Passover, was approaching. The chief priests and the scribes were seeking how they might put him to death. Now think about that for a second. The most holy holiday to the Jewish people and the chief priests are figuring out how to kill this man. For they were afraid of the people. And Satan entered into Judas, who is called Iscariot, belonging to the number of the twelve. And he went away and discussed with the chief priests and the officers how he might betray him. They were glad and agreed to give him money. So he consented, and he began seeking a good opportunity to betray him to them apart from the crowd. Then came the first day of the unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb was to be sacrificed. And Jesus said to Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover for us that we may eat it. And they said to him, Where do you want us to prepare it? And he said to them, Enter into the city. A man will meet you carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him to his house that he enters. And you shall say to the owner of the house, Teacher, as says to you, Where is a guest room in which I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room, furnished up a room, prepare it there. They left, they found everything as he had told them, 
and he prepared to pass over. Now, this is Thursday late afternoon. When the hour had come, he reclined at a table, his apostles with him. I share this because if you look at John's gospel, 13, 14, 15, and 16, he explains to them about what is going to happen. It's called the upper room discourse. And if you read his words in those chapters, it isn't a rosy picture. And yet, for whatever reason, it just did not enter their minds. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I shall never again eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. We do this in remembrance of him. Verse 21, but behold, the hand of one betraying me is with mine on the table. For indeed, the Son of Man is going to be has, as it has been determined. But woe to the man whom he has betrayed. And we began to discuss among themselves which one of them might be he who is going to do this thing. Now think about that for a second. He says, I'm going to be betrayed and the person sitting at this table is going to betray me. Okay, you, you understand that? Okay, he's just gone through this disposition on what it's going to be like. Because he's going to die, he's going to suffer. I want you to grab that for a second, because I want you to see what human nature does. Okay, he's explained to them that this is going to be a bad night. Okay, you're going to wish this thing was a nightmare. It's not a nightmare. But you understand that it has already been predetermined. We need to do this. I have to do this. He says, but don't worry. I'm going to send you a comforter, the Holy Spirit. And there arose also a dispute among them as to which one of them was regarded to be the greatest. That is our nature, brothers and sisters. And he said to them, the kings of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those who have authority over them are called benefactors. But it is not this way with you. But the one who is the greatest among you must become like the youngest and the leader like a servant. For who is greater, the one who reclines at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who reclines at the table? But I am among you as one who serves. You are those who stood by me in my trials. And just as my father has granted me a kingdom, I grant you. That you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and you will sit on thrones. Judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, behold, 
Satan has demanded permission to sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And you, when once you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. But he said to him, Lord, with you I am ready to go both to prison and to death. And he said, I say to you, Peter, the rooster will not crow today until you have denied me three times that you know me. And he said to them, when I sent you out without money belt and bag and sandals, you did not lack anything, did you? And they said, no, nothing. And he said to them, but now whoever has money belt is to take it along. Likewise, also a bag. Whoever has a sword has no sword is to sell his coat and buy one. For I tell you that this which was written must be fulfilled in me. And he said he has numbered with the transgressors for that which refers to me is a fulfillment. And he said, Lord, look, here are two swords. And he said to them, it is enough. And he came out and proceeded as was his custom to the Mount of Olives. His disciples also followed him. When he arrived at this place, he said to them, pray that you will not enter into temptation. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and began to pray. In the garden he prayed, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. Now an angel from heaven appeared to him, strengthening him. And being in agony, he was praying fervently, and his sweat became like drops of blood falling down on the ground. When he rose from prayer, he came to his disciples and found them sleeping from sorrow. And he said to them, Why are you sleeping? Get up and pray that you may not enter into temptation. And while he was speaking, behold, a crowd came, and the one called Judas, one of the twelve, was preceding them, and he approached Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said to him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? And when those who were around him saw what was going to happen, they said, Lord, shall we strike with the sword? And one of them struck the slave of the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus answered and said, Stop, no more of this. And he touched his ear, and it was healed him. And Jesus said to the chief priests and the officers of the temple and the elders who had come against him, Have you come out with swords and clubs as you would against the robber? While I was with you daily in the temple, did you not lay hands on me? But this hour and the power of darkness are yours. Having arrested him, they led him away and brought him to the house of the high priest. 
But Peter was following at a distance. After they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and had sat down together, Peter was sitting among them. A servant girl, seeing him as he sat in the firelight, looked intently at him and said, This man was with him too. But he denied it, saying, Woman, I do not know him. A little later, another saw him and says, You are one of them too. But Peter said, Man, I am not. After about an hour had passed, another man began to insist, saying, Certainly, this man also was with him, for he is Galilean too. But Peter said, Man, I do not know what you are talking about. Immediately while he was speaking, a rooster crowed. The Lord turned and looked at Peter, and Peter remembered the word of the Lord and how he had told him, Before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. He went out and wept bitterly. Now the men who were holding Jesus in custody were mocking him and beating him. And they blindfolded him and were asking him, saying, Prophesy, who is the one who hit you? And they were saying many other things against him, blaspheming. When it was day, the council of elders of the people assembled both the chief priests, the scribes, and had led him away to their council chamber, saying, If you are the Christ, tell us. But he said to them, If I tell you, you will not believe. And if you have asked a question, you will not answer. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the power of God. And they all said, Are you the Son of God then? And he said to them, Yes, I am. Then they said, What further need do we have of this testimony? We have heard it ourselves from his own mouth. Then the whole body of them got up and brought him before Pilate. And they began to accuse him, saying, We have found this man misleading our nation and forbidding to pay taxes to Caesar and saying that he himself is Christ a king. So Pilate said to him, asking, Are you the king of the Jews? And he answered him and says, It is as you say. Then Pilate said to the chief priests and the crowds, I find no guilt in this man. But they kept on insisting, saying, He stirs up the people, teaching all over Judea, starting from Galilee, even as far as this place. When Pilate heard this, he asked whether the man was a Galilean. And when they learned that he belonged to Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who himself also was in Jerusalem at the time. Now Herod was very glad when he saw Jesus, for he had wanted to see him for a long time, because he had been hearing about him, and he had been hoping to see some sign performed by him. And he questioned him at some length, but he answered him nothing. And the chief priests and the scribes were standing there accusing him vehemently. And Herod with his soldiers were treating him with contempt and mocking him, dressed him in a gorgeous robe 
and sent him back to Pilate. Now Herod and Pilate became friends with one another that very day, for before they had been enemies with each other. Pilate summoned the chief priests and the rulers of the people, and he said to them, You brought this man to me, one who incites the people in rebellion. And behold, having examined him before you, I found no guilt in this man regarding the charges which you have made against him. No, nor has Herod, for he sent him back to us. And behold, nothing deserving of death has been done by him. Therefore, I will punish him and release him. Now, he was obligated to release to them at the feast one prisoner. But they cried out together, saying, Away with this man. Release for us Barabbas. He was the one who had been thrown into prison for insurrection made in the city and for murder. Pilate, wanting to release Jesus, addressed them again. But they kept calling out, Crucify, crucify him. And he said to them for the third time, Why, what evil has this man done? I have found in him no guilt demanding death. Therefore I will punish him and release him. But they were insistent, the loud voices asking that he be crucified. And their voices began to prevail. And Pilate pronounced a sentence on their demand be granted. He released the man they were asking for who had been thrown in prison for insurrection and murder, but he delivered Jesus to their will. When they had led him away, they seized the man, Simon of Serene, coming in from the country and placed on him the cross to carry behind Jesus. And following him, a large crowd of people and of women who were mourning and lamenting him. But Jesus, turning to them, said, Daughters of Jerusalem, stop weeping for me. But weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bore and the breast that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if they do those things when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two others also who were criminals were being led away to be put to death with him. They came to a place called the Skull. There they crucified him and the criminals, one on the right and one on the left. But Jesus was saying, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots, dividing up his garments among themselves. And the people stood by looking on. And even as the rulers were sneering at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself. If this is the Christ of God, his chosen one, The soldiers also mocked him, coming up to him, offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. Now there were also inscriptions above him. This is the king of the Jews. 
one of the criminals who were hanged there was hurling abuses at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourselves, yourself and us. But the other answered, rebuking him, Do you not even fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed are suffering justly, for we are receiving what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he was saying, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. It is now about the sixth hour and darkness fell over the whole land until the ninth hour. Because the sun was obscure, the veil of the temple was torn in two. Jesus crying out in a loud voice said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. Now when the centurion saw what had happened, he began praising God, saying, Certainly this man was innocent. And all of the crowds who came together for this spectacle, when they observed what had happened, began to return beating their breast, and all of their acquaintances and the women who accompanied him from Galilee were standing at a distance seeing these things. And a man named Joseph, a member of the council, a good and righteous man, he had not consented to their plan and action, a man from Arimathea, the city of the Jews, who was waiting for the kingdom of God, this man went to Pilate and he asked for the body of Jesus and he took it down, he wrapped it in linen cloth and he laid him in the tomb cut into the rock where no man had ever lain. It was preparation day and the Sabbath was about to begin. Now the women who had come with him out of Galilee followed. They saw the tomb and how the body was laid. Then they returned and paired spices and perfumes, and on that Sabbath they rested according to the commandment. That, my brothers and sisters, is Good Friday. Late Thursday night to about noon on Friday. That's what we celebrate. I hope we hold that dear to our hearts. It's difficult to read. If There's a guy named Graham Scroggy who wrote a book called The Harmony of the Gospels. It's about that thick. But he puts together the events of Thursday and Friday you can't just sit and read it. There's times you have to just stop and set it down. It's very, very difficult. It is Good Friday. This is why he came. For each of us. And yet I can read through this and I see the nature of man and it has not changed to this day. Still the same. Still the same. Now you know when you take of the bread and you take of the cup, what it is you're doing. Okay? 
But I want you to remember something. Sunday's coming. And that says, God says, Amen and Amen. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for amazing grace. Lord, I thank you. As I read through this, it heavy on my heart. But Father, I always remember the first day of the week. First day of the week. Father, each of us here, we're with Jesus in the night of the, in the garden, and we fell asleep. We fell into temptation over and over and over again. Father, how many of us have rejected you on a daily basis? And yet, Father, your grace and mercy is fresh every day. Thank you, my King, for what you have done. But Father, I thank you for what you continue to do. To my Lord, my Savior, our friend, in Christ's name. Amen.